welcome to the Soul Revival Church Podcast. My name is Melissa Poisel, and my husband TJ and I are the lead pastors here at Soul Revival. Thank you so much for listening in. We pray that today's message is encouraging and inspiring. I love the lyric, can you hear it? Because sometimes we just have to remain silent for a moment. Because God is forever speaking and forever moving. And sometimes we don't slow down enough to hear what he's saying to us. It might not be an audible word. It might not be something crazy like that. But there's a prompting. There's something that God wants to lead us into. There's something he has for each and every one of us here this morning. And I can't wait to see what that looks like. We just continue to pray out and cry out, Holy Spirit, come fill this place. Fill our hearts. See, when you step into a relationship with Jesus, you are given this gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus left so that he would come, so that he would dwell within us, so that he would give us the power and authority to walk in step with God, to lead us in our daily lives. That's a power I don't want to deny, and I don't know about you, so as we sang that out today, we can say, fill our hearts, lead our steps, guide our lives. God, I pray in this moment right now, that you would continue to move and speak to people's hearts and minds. I know that you are doing something outside of anything we could fathom, but we trust you with all of it, that we can bring our lives to you as an offering, that we can celebrate and praise you for who you are and what you've done for us. So God, I pray right now in this space that you would move and we declare it and claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. You can go ahead and say hi to some people around you. Grab a seat. Air high fives, whatever you feel comfortable with. Man, it was a good time of worship. To hear everybody's voices collectively singing out who God is, is something that I will never get over. Thank you, Joe. How's everybody doing today? You good? I'm good because last night I said there might be two to four inches of snow. So I was praying all night long that there would not be snow. You're welcome. Except for my kids, they were mad. They woke up this morning looking out the window and said, there's no snow, Dad, why would you pray against snow? Like, you get up and have to get a trailer in the morning. That's, a, that's, that's no joke. I don't get to frolic in the snow. They're like, how about we pray after church then? Like, one o'clock, can it snow then? I am said, cool, let's pray together for that one. So that's what we prayed for, snow at one o'clock. So if you got plans this afternoon, I'm sorry. But when it does the snow, you'll know I don't got that kind of power anyway, so... But thanks for joining us today. If I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, my name is TJ. My wife, Melissa, and I are lead pastors here at Soul Revival Church. And we want you to know that this is a space that you don't have to believe to belong. All are welcome, and you can come as you are, because Jesus is willing to meet us exactly where we're at. He sets the level playing field and said, we all need him. So this is a space that we get to come together and say, I'm just bringing all my junk, and that's okay, because God meets us exactly where we're at. And if this is... The first time here in a while, or if you are one of those guests, we've been in the middle of a series called This Is Us. So today is our series finale. Don't worry, the show itself isn't over until, what, in the fall? Next fall? I don't know. I like the show. Sorry, if you don't like it, we stole their logo, kind (laughs) of. But this is our series finale because we've been in a collection of talks about the values here at Soul Revival Church. We'd have an opportunity to hear the heart behind our church and what God has called us to do as a church family and the values that we make sure that we pray about and that we look at in all that we do and the things that we value to be able to grow in ourselves and help others grow in those same ways. So this is our eighth core value. 
And I'm going to be reading from you 2 Corinthians 9 today as we dive into this last core value. But we'll be able to live them out every single day so it is not the end. But 2 Corinthians 9, before you get there too, and if you don't have a Bible, that's cool. We'll end up throwing it up behind me here. But you just need to know that the Bible is not something to be intimidated by. We share this each and every week because some of you might have said, I haven't opened the Bible in forever. I've never even cracked the Bible because it just seems too overwhelming. Or it seems like it doesn't relate to me. Or it seems like a bunch of rules that I have to follow in order to gain the approval of God. But you need to know that this book is the Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God, and it is a love story. It's a love story about a God that so desperately loves you and me that he sent his son to die for us. He created this perfect earth, this perfect space, the kingdom of God, that we got to live with him as Adam and Eve did. But because of the fall of man and the sin, by him giving us free will, separated us from him, and he's been chasing after us ever since. And he sent Jesus to be that culmination so that we can have direct access to God. You don't have to go to anybody but God himself to be able to talk directly to him. You have that access through Jesus. So 2 Corinthians 9. I'm in verse 5 here. And it says, So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gift you had promised. Then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as one grudgingly given. And if you're taking notes today, the title of this message is Barriers to Blessings. Barriers to Blessings. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you for today. I thank you that you're here, that you're working and moving, that you've got a plan and purpose through this morning. I pray that you would help me get out of the way because whatever it is that you have to say is so much more important than anything that I could ever say or express. So we pray for your favor and your blessing in this space. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. So barriers to blessing, and we are talking about our eighth and final core value, which is be the blessing. Be the blessing, because as a church, we want generosity to be who we are. We want it to be a character trait of ours, that we would use our time, our talent, and our treasures to honor and glorify God. And what does that look like for us? What does it look like to be able to honor and glorify God with our lives, with everything that we have? Because it's something that God allows us access to be a part of. To be a part of the blessings that he wants to give to others. Saying, hey, why don't you come join me in this? And I don't want to miss a moment or an opportunity to be a part of what he has in store for us. How about you? And as we've been looking at these core values, be the blessing is kind of a culmination of all of them. It says God's been working through our hearts to say Jesus changes everything. Because he informs the way that we live. He is the freedom and the salvation that we have. We can't be a blessing without him. We can't be a blessing without loving everybody always. We can't be a blessing without acknowledging the fact that we were made for more, that we have purpose for our lives. Or being a blessing is about knowing that we are better together. And we have to give it all we've got and everything we do because we hustle with heart, right? God has so much planned and in store for us as we walk in worship, as we celebrate and praise God with our lives. It's those things as we look at how can I be a blessing, saying, all right, God, help me do the other seven. I know being a blessing will be an outpouring of my heart from there. Be the blessing. And if we continue on in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, it says, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Essentially, you you get what you give. 
Think of it as a farmer. If they were to go out into their field and they've got 10 acres and they're like, you know what, I'm just going to throw a little seed here, a little seed there, maybe I'll cover an acre or two. Do you think all 10 acres are going to sprout out when it, when it comes time for the harvest? No. Probably a less percentage of where it's at. So what this verse is telling us and what Paul is talking about is he's, is he's speaking to the Corinthian church is saying, hey, let's scatter seed as much as we can anywhere. Because if we just give with an abundance, we can expect a harvest beyond anything we can imagine. It can happen both physically and spiritually. Now, I'm not saying you say, hey, I got a hoopty, I'm going to trade it in and get a Honda because I just gave it away. And then I'm going to give away my Honda and get a Bentley. God could do it if he wanted to, but that just may not be how he operates sometimes. Put any other car of your choice in that line. So it's not saying, hey, you give something. This is not the prosperity gospel of you're just going to get all these gifts and you're going to be awesome. But I do think that as we give, like, you never know how God's going to show up. You never know how God might bless you through it. But he's not concerned about the byproduct or what he's going to bless you with. He wants to look at our hearts. He wants to challenge our hearts to follow him. Because the spiritual blessings, the spiritual things you can gain as you're generous and you see the harvest raise up, it's like, man, people are accepting Jesus. People are living differently. We're discipling. We're pouring into one another. We're teaching one another what it looks like to love people well and we can be the blessing. So how do we sow? How do we make sure that we're just continuing to give out love because we want to see a harvest that's bigger than anything we could imagine? So what does that look like? What does that look like within each of our lives? Well, it continues on in verse 9, 7. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. It's about having this attitude of I get to do this, not what I have to do. God does not want your stuff or need your stuff but he wants your heart. And when God has your heart, you're willing to give it all in for him. And it's not saying, well, God, I earned this and I want to hold on to it. Say, no, God, you blessed me with all of this, so I'm willing to say whatever you need because you've got my heart. He's got so many blessings that he's pouring out on a regular basis and he doesn't need us to make it happen, but he wants us to be a part of it. He wants us to experience the joy that he has with it. And he's just saying, I want your heart. Are you willing to give me your heart? And today I want to talk to you about some barriers to blessings. Because there's some barriers that we come up against to say, God, I want to give my heart to you. I want to give you everything that I got. I want to follow you in everything I do. And then life happens, right? You leave church on Sunday like, whoo, I'm going to do this. And you wake up Monday morning like, man, I got to go to work. These kids are driving me crazy. Go back to sleep. That's me every day. Sorry. This is a place where you can be honest. <laughs> we have some vulnerability and transparency in here. But my kids wake up at 5 a.m., so help, please. Pray for us. But there are barriers to blessings. And the three that I want to talk about first is a lot of us think we're too busy to be a blessing. We think we're too busy. We think that there is so much going on in our lives. There's so much happening, and we're just too busy. Sorry, God. I'd love to help you out. But I got a lot happening. Do you know? Ask somebody how they're doing. 
They'll either say good because they don't want to tell you that they're struggling. Or they'll say busy. I'm busy. I'm not looking at anyone specifically right now. If you're feeling something in your heart, God's convicting you, not me. (laughs) But I think we all struggle with it. We feel like we're just busy. There's so much happening. And in the age of technology and kids' sports, like professional prospects now, there is a lot happening. So I get it. We feel busy. When I think of busyness, there's a parable in the Bible. Not a parable, but there's a story. There's something that happens. Their sister's called Mary and Martha. And there's a time when Jesus is at their house for some food. And he's hanging out. And what's really cool is we actually just read this on the way to school with our kids on Friday. And God had put this on my heart to share about it. Because when we think about too busy to be a blessing, and we think about being a blessing means how do we use our time, it's because we're not using our time to be able to be a blessing. So we're reading about Mary and Martha. Mary is just at Jesus' feet listening to him talk and just in the moment. And uh, Martha's in the kitchen cooking some dinner. And she comes in mad like, Jesus, aren't you going to tell her to help? I'm trying to make some food for you. This is the Poisel translation of the Bible. I'm making this feast. I'm trying to hook you up. And I'm in here sweating and I feel gross and nasty. And she's just hanging out. And he basically says, hey, let her be in my presence. This is where she needs to be. See, there's some good things in our lives that we might have to let go of sometimes. Or the heart within which we do it. I don't think Jesus was mad at her for how she was using her time. I think what got him was the fact that she was doing it with the wrong heart. Instead of being like, man, I'm making Jesus food. I'm doing this for the Lord. Who's ever been doing something for God and nobody's seen? You're like, man, no one even sees what I'm doing. She's in the kitchen cooking hard. Mary's just hanging out. Are you serious? Because sometimes God uses us in different ways at different times, but see, he's looking at our hearts. Because I think if, he came, if she came out like, Jesus, I made this for you and I love you. You want some turkey? It's Thanksgiving. He wouldn't have responded the same way. But her heart, her heart was in the wrong spot because she was too mad that Mary was just chilling with Jesus. And she's like, I got to do all the work. I got to do it all, all the time. So our time is important and we think we're too busy to be a blessing. But really God's saying, what is your heart in the moment where you're busy? What are you doing in that time? Because you're not really too busy to be a blessing. You're just doing it with the wrong heart where you're getting frustrated or you're not looking at how God is working and moving in that moment. I'll move on. Too basic to be a blessing, the second area that I think we struggle with. Because if God is calling us to use our talent to honor him, our talent in the things that we do, A lot of us will pull ourselves out of the race right out of the gate because we're like, man, we're too basic. Let me elaborate on what that means because some people use that term. Basic meaning like I'm just normal, nothing special about me. I'm not anything that should be capable of doing anything. God doesn't want to use who I am. I'm just basic. I felt that way before. I'm not good enough. God, why would you want to use me in any way? 
And some of you might be struggling with that right now. Like, I, I would love to use my talents to glorify God, but I'm just basic. But I want to encourage you with some scripture that Jesus shares. In Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, Paul's sharing about what we have and who Jesus is by saying, look, we're created in Christ's image, and there's nothing that we can do about it. We're all on the same playing field. There's nothing that you can work hard for in order to attain his love or grace. But through Christ Jesus, we have been saved. Through Christ Jesus, we are a new creation. And we were created for good works. So you might be sitting there thinking, I'm basic. I don't have anything to offer. God's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for available people. And all of you are created in his image. So if you're trying to say, I'm not worthy, you're saying the same thing about God. And God is pretty awesome. So that means you're awesome. You are created in the image of God. So you are not basic. Sometimes it's just a matter of identifying what are the things that you're good at. What are the qualities and the skills that you have that other people may not. But you're not basic. But here's this barrier where we'll allow ourselves to feel that way. Third area, we think we're too broke to be a blessing. I would love, 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 love to give. I got a whole lot of bills. I got a lot of things happening, you know, maybe next Sunday, maybe next month. And there's no condemnation in Christ, so I'm not here trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Because like I said before, it's a heart issue. God wants our heart. But it's easy for us to think that we're just too broke, that we don't have the resource or the finances to be able to give. And there's this cool moment Jesus is in where he's kind of chilling outside of this space where everybody would go and they would make their offerings. And he's hanging out and he's watching and all the rich people are going in and they're giving a ton of money out of their abundance. And then this widow comes up who has next to nothing to her name and she goes... And she drops what she has in the offering bucket. And Jesus pulls his disciples together. And he says, her, you see her right there? She gave more than any of those rich people. Because she gave out of the little she had. She gave everything she had to live off of. And when it comes to giving, like, it it is a hard thing. It is something to ask God, like, God, what would you have me to give? But if a woman who can do it and say, man, I'm putting my last cent in, it's not, we as a church are not even saying, hey, we need money. It's like, no, God is saying, I've blessed you with everything. And when you acknowledge that and you give your heart to me, we have the opportunity to join him in what he's doing. And as a church, we're called to give out of obedience and love for who he is. And God will provide. I'm not saying go say, oh, I'm putting my whole paycheck in and I'm just going to expect that he's going to give me another paycheck from somewhere. Now, if God prompts you to do it, I'm not going to stop you or tell you not to do that. But what I am saying is that 
if you prioritize what's important, you'd be surprised at the things you might be able to cut out. So you can say, all right, God, I want to show through my faith and my love for you and the fact that you have my heart that I'm going to prioritize you. And it's all, it's your own heart thing. You pray about it. That's why as a church at the close of service, we tell people, if you're a guest with us today, we don't want anything from you. This morning was for you. We're not asking people for money, but we're believing that Jesus transforms hearts. We tell our church family to join us in reaching more people because that's the point of it all. That's as our obedience in God, he uses us to be the blessing. So we're sitting there thinking like, nope, I'm just too busy to be a blessing. I'm too broke to be a blessing. I'm too basic to be a blessing. We have all these different barriers to blessings. Can I give you, I'm going to use an analogy, an illustration, if you will. Sorry if the mic does something crazy. I'm sorry we didn't test this. Can you hear me? No one laughed. That was funny to me. Here's my illustration. This is our life. Here's this bin. You got everything in it that's important to you. I might have a problem with clothes, so I thought I had to be honest. I'm in church. So I got a sweatshirt. I got a coffee mug, an awesome coffee mug, because I drink a lot of coffee. Pastor, because hardcore devil stomping ninja isn't an official job title. Shout out to Olivia. Hooked me up with this. These are all things really, really important to me. Family game nights. Who doesn't love a family game night? Anybody? Yeah? No? Okay. I love sorry. Sorry, babe. I win all the time. <laughs> I love to read books. This is a great book by Judah Smith, How's Your Soul. What else do I like to do? I love music. I love listening to music. These are headphones. Don't get too impressed. They're broken. So, Another shirt because I got a problem. I'll admit it, babe. Basketball. Love sports. Any sport out there, I love to do it. So I got this in my, in my bin here. Might be soccer for you. Might be football. I don't know. I love watching TV. We only had one set of DVDs. <laughs> we have three seasons. I watched them all with her. And it was after we were married, so it wasn't like I was just trying to progress the relationship. I enjoyed it, okay? But to redeem myself, I also love movies. This is a Godfather. I watch the edited version, okay? What else is important to me? Well, I got, you know, a little work computer. Always work to do, so might not be important, but it's important to pay our bills. Can I get an amen? amen. My wife. There we are. Aw. Engagement stroll in Chicago. And then, let's see what else I got. I got my kids, all three boys. Very cute. Can't fit that up there anymore. And then this, this is also broken. I brought a lot of broken stuff because, you know, I didn't know what could happen. But I like video games. I like playing NBA 2K, you know. And, and then I look at it, and then you think about this, like, here's this, this bin, right? And here's our lives. And we got all this stuff. I packed it in there really neatly, neatly because I'm a neat freak, so I got to do that. Some of your boxes might be all kind of janky and jacked up, but, you know, you put all your stuff in here, and you're like, man, life, life. I got all this life. All this stuff's happening. 
Everything's filling up so fast. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. How do I use my talent? I don't even know because right now I got all this stuff on my plate. I don't even know how to observe it. I don't know how to figure it out. Book? I'll hook somebody up with this book after service. We'll see who it is. I like to give stuff away too. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. You're out of here. What else do I got? What else? Oh, my basketball. I got to try to fit this back in there. How am I going to do it? Man, nothing's fitting just right. Nothing's fitting just right. Nothing. Now I can't even fit everything in it because everything's all messed up in my life. But then I had an encounter with Jesus, and I don't know how to fit it in my life. How do I fit Jesus into my life? See, we have all these barriers to blessings, all these things taking up our time, these ways we're using our talents, the places we're spending our money. You want to know where your heart is? Look where you spend your money, where your bank account is. And now you're just like, man, God, can I fit you in here? Maybe one Sunday a month? How do I get you in my bin. All these barriers that we face in life, this representation of our lives being filled with all these things, and all of us have different things that we love and that we like. But at the end of the day, it's just stuff. And some of you are like, you know what, but I'm working really hard, and I really love Jesus. You know what, I'm going to make room for him on Sunday. Here, I'm going to give somebody a sweatshirt. You can have that. I never wore any of this before either, so this is free. Who else? I'm going to just throw a shirt. Bam. Is it going to make it? Whoever gets that, gets that. But guess what? Whew. Got room for Jesus now. You see that? I feel awesome. Cut a couple things out of my life, and now Jesus, he can fit. Feels good. My Sundays are good now. My Sundays are sacred. Whew. See, but here's the thing. Here's the tension. Jesus is not just a Bible to fit in your bin. Jesus wants to be the bin that carries your life. Someone needs to hear this today because here, here's the thing. He's saying, I want to be in your sports. I want to, you, you, you love coffee? Hang out with some people. Talk to them about Jesus. You love music? What type of music are you listening to? Are you telling people about? You love sports? Sweet. Who, who can you invite over to watch a game? Go have a shoot around. Talk about Jesus. Jesus is not saying, get rid of everything good in your life. There's some things in your life you need to carve out. But there's some things in your life that are awesome and that are filling you up. And he's saying, I just want to come with. I just want to be in that. I want to be with you in those spaces because I got a plan for you right there. Where you spend your time. It's not about being too busy to be a blessing. It's saying, how can I be busy being a blessing? See, Dallas Willard talked about the difference between busyness and living a life of hurry. Because hurry is feeling unsettled, like I just have too much to do and I cannot be present anywhere that I am. Being busy is a good thing. Jesus was always busy. But he was busy being a blessing. What are we busy doing? Because busyness is not a bad thing. But let's shift from being in a hurry in everything and not being present for anything. Just saying, God, how can I be busy to be a blessing? And then everything can fit in here, and it looks awesome, and I can pull this Bible back out because everything rests on it, because Jesus is my bin. Jesus carries my life. Jesus is the one who carries everything that I do. So now I don't get as stressed out. I don't feel as tired. Don't worry, I won't ask for the clothes back either, even though I could fit them. He wants to carry our entire lives. 
We don't have to be too busy to be a blessing. Blessing, We can be busy being the blessing. And you're not too basic to be a blessing. You were born to be a blessing. You were created in the image of God. You were created through Jesus to be able to make an impact in this world. Wherever you're at, say, God, how do you want to use me? You know how many different talents it requires to make a Sunday happen? Way more talents than I have, than any one person has individually. So you need to shift your focus from saying, man, I'm just basic. I don't have anything to offer. Like, nope, I was born for something. You want to know what that is? We'll come alongside you. We can talk about it. Come to Growth Track after service. We want to help people determine their purpose. You are created on purpose and with purpose, and God has a plan for your life. But do not allow your feelings of being basic to prevent you from being a blessing. Too broke to be a blessing. Like, no, we are blessed to be a blessing. Everything we have comes from God. Everything that He has given us has allowed us the ability to love others. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. I'm almost done, I promise. I feel like I'm saying a lot today, but just I want you to keep this image in mind, though. To know that Jesus, He's like, I can carry everything. So stop trying to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Stop trying to walk feeling like you're being pulled down every single day. How am I supposed to be a blessing when I just feel burnt out? Well, you know what? We need to shift it. Say, you know what, God, I'm going to give you everything I feel burnt out with because I believe that you can turn a blessing into it. God wants to turn barriers into blessings. And that's how he can do it. That's how he will do it. So whatever you're facing with your time, your talent, your treasures, whatever areas that you spend those areas of your life, whatever you're using them on to say, God, how do you want to turn these from being barriers to blessings? And it's not about a personal blessing, something that we can receive. God's saying, I want to use you to be a blessing. And we have to pray even, God, help me want that. We live in this consumeristic society that makes us want to continue to pursue things and stuff and make memories. and That stuff, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not bad as, as long as you don't make that the thing in your life. It's okay to make those memories and to have game nights and to do all that fun stuff. Like, don't go cutting things out that you enjoy as long as they're healthy and positive, but ask yourself, God, how does God want to use what I enjoy to glorify him? How does he want to use the things I do with my time, my talent, and my treasure to glorify him? Maybe you're like me, you got a problem buying some clothes, so when you go to the store, maybe you just hook somebody up with a gift card. Like, all right, I know I think this is cool, but how could I help somebody else out? Or for us, I love how God works because we, we bought this devotion and because we're so busy and we really wanted to be able to find time to make sure we're pouring into our kids. 
Well, this devotion book, it's like a three-minute read. Every day we get into the vehicle to take the kids to school because that's a priority for us, that we do that together as a family. Not everybody can do that, and I understand that. But in that drive from our door to the school, Melissa opens it up, reads that devotion to them. We pray together as a family. We can say, man, we're too busy. We've got to take the kids to school. But say, you know what? We're going to use that time for God's glory. And we pray over our boys in the day ahead. Life can be busy, but let's be busy being a blessing. Let's get busy finding ways to use the time that we have to glorify God and point people to him. Some people are super gifted at so many things, and that's what you do as a profession. So then when it comes time to do it any other time, you're like, man, it's just, I'm burnt out from it. You might have to say, God, but how do you, how do you want to use that maybe in my day-to-day then to glorify you? How can I point people to Jesus? And you were born to be a blessing, whether you believe it or not. Man, and God is so good because he's saying, look, when you get to be the blessing, I'm still going to meet you in it and help you be blessed. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 to 9. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. See, God can bless you abundantly. He'll give you more than you ever could need or imagine. And I love getting stuff on this side of heaven, but you know what? I love the idea of storing up treasures in heaven. To get to have conversations with Jesus and talk about the ways that he partnered with us to help reach people. Just by us saying, yes, God, I'm in. So that in all things at all times, how we spend our time, and in all things, the way that we spend it, our talents. Because God will give you all that you need. God is so good. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Righteousness just means right with God. And we can't get right with God. God gets right with us through our relationship with Jesus. So as it speaks to righteousness, the closer we are to him, the more that we live the way that he has called us to. And he wants to help us be able to do that so we can be the blessing. God looks at us and calls it righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. God turns barriers to blessings if we let him. God, my life is yours. All the things holding me back, show me how I can use them because I know that you're holding me. See, Jesus doesn't want to be part of your life. He wants to hold everything in your life. I wish I had a bunch of mini little crates here because that would be cool to let everyone just take one. But just have this as a reminder. 
Think about all the stuff in your life. Maybe mentally do this. Some of you artists out there, because you have that kind of talent, talk to us. We're always looking for artists. You can be the blessing with that talent. Maybe you sketch it out and go, here, I'm drawing all this stuff. Mentally take that picture, look around at the things in your life and, and look at it and say, okay, here's what's in my life. Is there anything that's not honoring that I need to try to cut out of it? But of the things that are there that I can't change or that I enjoy, God, how do you want to use that to glorify you? And it'll stop being my excuse to say I'm too busy, but it'll be my opportunity to say now I can be busy being the blessing because you want to use me in it. What does that look like in our lives? And it continues on, 2 Corinthians 9, 12. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the services by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. When you be the blessing, people's lives get changed. When you are a blessing, people acknowledge who God is. And we have the ability to be the blessing. And it closes out, and in their prayers, for you their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. See, because when we're the blessing, it's not really about what we can give. It's what God's allowing other people to receive, and he's using us for it. So we've got to stop walking around with our fists closed on everything and saying, God, everything I have, you've given me, so I want to give it right out. I want to give honor and praise to you, but I want to help people. I want to be the blessing because I want to be a part of seeing people's lives changed. Be the blessing. Generosity is our pursuit. We want to honor God with everything that we do, with our time, our talent, and our treasures. See, my story is similar. As I, as I stepped into relationship with Jesus, it was like, man, I got Jesus now and this is awesome and I fit him into my bin just right. But at the same time, how do I pursue the American dream? How do we get the dream house that we always wanted, our forever home? How do we raise a family and have fun and then go to church and get everything that we want on a Sunday because they played my song and I was in my zone? There was a moment where God convicted our hearts and said, you know, when are you going to stop being a spiritual consumer and start being a spiritual contributor? How are you going to change your life so that you can be a part of what I'm doing? I didn't call you to comfort. I called you into crazy faith. So to downsize a house and now it feels like kids are right on top of you, hence the 5 a.m. yelling moments. But it is all worth it because it's saying, God, you're calling us to something different. And our story doesn't have to be any different than your story because God wants to use you to be the blessing. And you have to decide for yourselves what that looks like in your daily lives. You have to pray about it, spend time with God about it and say, all right, how do you want to use me and my circumstances to praise you so I can be the blessing? And as I close today, I want to go back a chapter, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. As Paul is talking to them and he's preparing them saying, hey, you need to give. And I want you to be able to give with the right heart. He shares this. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, 
so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Jesus made himself less. Jesus is the son of God, and he lived a perfect and complete life, and he could have taken over everything if he so desired, but he, in all this richness, made himself poor so that he would be beaten, battered for us, that he would die, he would be put on a cross, hung there, ashamed, with no clothes on, taking his last breath, so that we could have eternal life, so that we could have the gift of grace, so that we could have a reconciliation with God. And I praise him, the fact that Jesus didn't stay that way, that he rose again on the third day. And now he is seated on high next to our Father in heaven, and because of that, through his Holy Spirit, we can walk out a relationship with him where we can be the blessing. But there's some of you in this space that you're like, yeah, that sounds awesome, but I've never made that decision to follow Jesus. I don't even know what that looks like or what that means. And what you need to know is exactly that, that Jesus, who was rich, who could have had everything, made himself poor for you and me. That God sent his son Jesus to die for our sin. He embodied what it meant to be the blessing. And as he did so, and as he walked carrying his own cross, he died for all of us. And we never close out service without giving you the opportunity to step into a relationship with Jesus. Because Jesus changes everything. And you can be a blessing, you can give, you can do a lot of different things without Jesus. But when he's not the one who's holding your life, you start to feel holes in your life. And he wants to hold your life today. And we want to give you that opportunity to say, yes, I believe in who Jesus is. I believe that he came, that he died for me, and that he rose again. And you need to know that through that, you have forgiveness and eternal life. So I'm going to ask everybody, could you bow your head and close your eyes? This is a safe space for anybody here, anybody who is feeling like God is calling them to this moment and saying yes to a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, if that's you today, I would just ask if you would shoot your hand in the air. One, you need to know that Jesus loves you and he died for you. Two, you need to know that you will never be the same and he will walk in step with you for the rest of your days. And three, if that's you, could you shoot your hand in the air today? Would you be so brave to shoot your hand in the air? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? You can go ahead and put your hands down. I'm going to pray for those who just made that decision today. God, I thank you so much for those who said yes to a relationship with you. For those who said that they believe in who you are, that you died for them and rose again. God, we praise you right now in this space. We thank you that our sin is as far as the east is from the west. And we are sorry for where we fall short, but we are so thankful for your mercy that comes daily. God, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining Soul Revival Church Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us to help reach more people with the hope and love of Jesus. If you would like to support our ministry, you can visit us online at www.soulrevival.church.